1: Hello, America, and welcome to John Solomon's Best of 2021. This week, we'll be reminiscing together with a few of the most popular interviews of the year, and once again highlighting some of the amazing heroes who are trying to make a difference in the world. Today, we're flashing back to earlier this year to honor a couple of entrepreneurial innovators, two heroes that are helping people take back privacy and free speech. First up, John's interview with Elizabeth Hang, talking about her creation, the new internet. This originally aired on January 27th. Then John speaks with Eric Finman about his invention, the Freedom Phone. This one aired last summer, July 14th. So flash back with us. This is John Solomon's Best of 2021, coming up right after this commercial break.
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break and as promised, a very special guest with a very powerful personal story about the impact of cancel culture and censorship in America. Joining us today is Elizabeth Hang. She used to work in Congress for uh, Congressman Ed Royce, uh, ran for Congress herself. It witnessed the power of Facebook censorship when she wrote some uh, or uh, unleashed some really powerful campaign ads that, that told about her family's background with socialism. And uh, she's turned that around now and is helping all of us to fight censorship with a new platform called The New Internet, which we want to talk about. So, Elizabeth, welcome to the show.
2: John, thank you so much for having me here today.
0: You have an amazing bio and you've accomplished so much. And I think at the end of the day, you're you're a quintessential American story. And I, I wonder if we could start just by your family's experience. They were um, uh, immigrants from Cambodia. They fled Pol Pot. Your father had a remarkable experience um, uh, and had to make tough decisions just to survive. Let's let's help our listeners understand just what what your family's experience is. It's such a such a cogent story.
2: Yeah, definitely. So my family uh, lived through the Khmer Rouge, actually, through the whole Paul Pots killing fields back in the 70s. And they came to the United States as legal refugees. Um, my mom and dad realized how much of a privilege it was for them to be here in the United States, that they put their heads down, worked as hard as possible to make sure that my brothers and I had the life that Uh, were that they never had right right? so the if you think about it um there were millions and millions of people killed a third of cambodia was killed during the killing fields Mm. my father his high school was it was it was was called s13 and it actually became the largest concentration camp in all of cambodia no kidding and And so, yes, when I had the opportunities and my brothers here in the United States to go to school, have a good education, that was really important to them because that was something they never had. Um, and so they worked really hard. And, you know, my brothers and I, we all went to college. We all had become successful. I went to undergrad at Stanford and grad school at Yale, worked for Congress for Ed Royce, ran for Congress. And we never, my parents would have never thought that that would have been possible. Um, you know, when they were young and growing up, living through, um, a, you know communism socialism in uh this third world country so uh they have instilled in us that you know anything really is possible here in the united states
0: and your family has an entrepreneurial spirit right i think your parents started a grocery store right which is how you you started in fresno and then you you uh, uh got involved in the t-mobile franchising and built you and your brother built uh, your brothers built a pretty big franchise right 15 different locations if i remember right
2: correct correct um so my my parents have a grocery store and that's kind of where i learned all of my customer service and interacting um with the community that way and they actually still have that store today Um, and my brothers are very successful entrepreneurs i have now stepped away from the um the cellular business and they've uh, flourished since then um and i went to go work in politics uh for congress after call it um after helping them because i realized First, I saw firsthand how crippling the regulations were coming from Sacramento and Washington, D.C. on small business owners. And at the time, I thought to myself, like, I was so fortunate to go to a good university um, at Stanford. I was actually student body president when I was there. Wow. And when the health care bill, Obamacare, passed, and I, and no one knew what was in that bill, uh, in the mid 2000s. I think this was back in 2007. I thought to myself, like, if I don't know who in the world, anybody in politics, who in the world is running this country? So I bought a one way ticket to Washington, DC, started knocking on doors on Capitol Hill. And fortunately, a member of Congress in California, Ed Royce, uh, hired me and I, I was in DC for about seven years.
0: Wow. Pretty amazing. So the, um, so the, so 2007 would have been the earlier Democratic health care bill that became Obamacare, right? And then Obama comes in 2009. And by that time, you're, you're here on the ground watching all of this um, take place, right, here, here in Washington. What was that like to get to see the seat of government and, um, uh, and democracy, the Constitutional Republic in action?
2: You know, it was uh, working for, you know, a Republican member of Congress. Ed Royce was a great member of Congress. And it was honestly a privilege of a lifetime to be able to do that. Uh, and But I also saw the intricacies the um, and how much waste gets done, like happens in Washington, D.C., right? Um, and how big government just really isn't uh, how I think um, – society should operate like i believe it, it instilled in me the values truly that people know what's best for their own lives and the more we have government in the way the worse it is and we're seeing that right now with what's going on with coronavirus i mean i believe that doctors and local governments know better like how to deal handle a situation than for example i live in california now our governor gavin newsom is cracking down on california with all these ridiculous policies that just absolutely do not make sense and so time and time again that there are just big government with socialist policies that we continue to hear out of Washington, D.C. terrifies me because that was big government back in Cambodia, right? They wanted to transform the society to where everybody was equal and everybody had the same, ate the same things, everybody worked, did the same things, and it ended up being a complete disaster in Cambodia, millions and millions of people have died, and we just cannot bring those ideologies to the shore of America, because my parents really did instill in me, like the harder you worked with the opportunities that are presented to us in the United States, um, you really can achieve the American dream. And I wanna make sure that for my generation and future generations to come, that that dream stays alive.
0: That, I think, drove you uh, ultimately to run for California 16th Congressional District in 2018. And in the process of that, like every candidate does, they try to introduce their personal story to their to the electorate. And you created some pretty remarkable ads because you have a remarkable story. I mean, when you come from a family that escaped the Khmer Rouge, when they when you fled from communism and socialism and uh, you see the pictures of the killing fields in Cambodia, you want to help the voter understand that that's part of your experience. That's what you're going to bring to Washington. So you put these ads up and what happened with Facebook?
2: For whatever reason, Facebook and Twitter actually didn't like that story. They didn't like the story of my parents living through the Khmer Rouge coming to the United States of Refugees and they bought, they banned my ability to um for to put these on their platforms through ads. And so I as a I try to go through the normal recourse of like, hey, um, why are these ads being banned? Um they came back and told me that they were obnoxious and obscene. Wow. There is absolutely nothing <laughs> obnoxious or obscene about um, what happened in Cambodia? It was um, horrific. Yeah. It took. I was fortunate that I was running for Congress so that I could tell the story, and I had a platform to do so um, through, you know, media and um, and talking how this is absolutely unacceptable. Right. But. The concern that i have what about everybody else's voices that are being silenced and they they're not running for office and they don't have any recourse right how many people are stories are being stifled right now by facebook twitter Big tech, Silicon Valley that we, that we don't know of. And so that really was the genesis of why I have now worked with my team to build the new internet, right? Cause for because I wanted to course correct the problems of the old internet. Cause when you think of the old internet, what do you think of? You think of political censorship, fake right. news, bullying, privacy issues, tech giants stifling conservative voices. And so as we're building out this new platform with the new internet, we're focusing on no censorship, no fake profiles, no fake news, and having privacy solutions. Because you know, First Amendment Um, and being able to tell your story is paramount to a free society.
0: When you, uh, I've looked at these ads and, um, they, you know, they're they're really compelling, and you used historical footage of of what really happened in Cambodia. You showed the human toll of socialism and communism, and you tried to say, "Listen, you, there are some famous people today, like AOC, that are advocating a return or uh, to turn America toward socialism." But this is what it really looks like when you come from my family's experience in Cambodia. And Facebook considered those historical storytelling to be obnoxious. Do I understand that correctly. Correct
1: wow they
2: physically highlighted uh, for the first sight they you know there was just like a, a response and it said you know obnoxious obscene right a bunch of other words and so i responded and said okay what exactly is wrong with this and they literally bolded the words obnoxious and obscene in their response
0: wow and they, and they never I got never more specific an they- apology yeah Unreal. So you apparently if you come from a communist country, you can't tell the American public what it was like to live under a communist socialist uh, violent regime like the Khmer Rouge, like Pol Pot. It's um, it's a pretty remarkable statement from um, a company that has enjoyed all the freedoms of of uh, this great country for so long. This inspires you to do the new internet and uh, tell folks what this is. What what is this platform? What does it become? And, you know, when we come, as we watch it unfold, what's the big ambition? What should it look like five years from now?
2: The new internet. It course corrects. (laughs) You know, the old internet has a lot of problems, so we created the new internet. So the new internet, it's an internet browser, and it allows verified users to make comments on top of every single web page online, and we're releasing an ability to purchase domain names without being censored or deplatformed.
0: Wow. Wow impressive and then i guess you're thinking through every aspect right where my server is going to be Uh, uh when you're building something like this knowing that the tech giants are going to feel threatened not just by the fact that you advocate free speech but if you become big enough you're competing with them that's one of the things that is lost in this every time twitter and facebook and amazon uh take on one of these new platforms really what they're doing is trying to crush their competition um and and that gets lost in this all of this talk but what are all the steps as as an entrepreneur and a successful one already? Um, what are all the steps that you have to do to make sure that this platform can be uh, long and lasting and fulfilling to to uh, its membership?
2: Um, absolutely. So we actually have an incredible tech team that believe in you know freedom of speech uh, that are built have built this out. Right now, regarding the... Oh, you no, know, there have been some challenges with some other um, conservative platforms. Uh, with the servers, for example, right. we're not using any Amazon servers. We use a, a server in Texas and another one in Virginia, and we have multiple backups from that too. So if, in fact, anybody tries to take one or two of our servers down, it'll hop to different servers, and we will never be able to be taken down with our servers and our information, and that, that is completely protected. That's and great. then with regards to... Right now, you can download the app both um, on uh, app, on Apple uh, Apple and the Android Marketplace. And by doing um, so, you can download directly from there. However, if in fact either platform decides to deplatform us because they don't like First Amendment rights or free speech or no censorship, then we you, we actually have the code where we can put it on our website, and you can directly download it straight from our website. If and you we can bypass the Apple and Google Play stores,
0: those. you can get past both stores.
2: Uh, right now, but we are on both stores. Right. But if we get removed on either store wow. we have written new code and technology where you can download it directly to your phone from our website That's impressive. and nobody will be able to stop you from there.
0: That's pretty good because I know we've been able to do that for Google Apps. I didn't know you could do that for Apple, so you may have achieved something that others have uh, not been able to do before. That's very exciting.
2: So, we are very excited about that. So, it's just an um, internet browser that you can you can download and use. You can actually just download it to your desktop also. We have it on Windows, and it, we, will, we should be having it on Safari very shortly. And you can browse uh, – you can go anywhere. So, right now, you can go to twitter.com slash real Donald Trump. And as everybody knows, he's been uh, banned and deplatformed right. from Twitter. However – through our app, you can actually write comments directly on top of his profile right now. Uh, so, cool. so even the former president of the United States can come on here and disagree with why he was banned and make the counter arguments. And on top of that, this would have been very helpful for me when I was running for Congress, right? When oh, for sure. Facebook and Twitter banned me, I would have been able to go to that Facebook page or the YouTube page or wherever it was and make comments on why I disagree with this censorship that is being placed upon me. Because right now, I feel like everyday people don't have a place. We're being canceled. Our whole social being is being canceled right now Um, on social media, on any time there is – you make a comment that you're conservative or – um, or you make a comment that doesn't align with, um, uh, with mainstream society, you get canceled out. So this way you can, you're able to go to any article, any social media post and actually make comments right on top of there through our app. And anybody who is using our app can see those comments and get a more balanced and fair view of what's going on.
0: What makes this cool is that you don't have to load a different app to comment. You're actually browsing and commenting in simultaneously, which makes it kind of a seamless experience. What gave you the idea to do it that way versus creating like another platform like a parlor or or uh, Cloud Hub? Um, the idea of kind of keeping the commenting and sharing experience in the browser, I think, is a unique approach to this. What, what was the inspiration for that?
2: we are going to build a new internet. So we, because the (laughs) old internet has too many problems. And I think there's a lot, like everybody who's on here, you, everyone could go on here unverified. But I think that there's a lot to be said if you're willing to verify yourself, right? And I believe that instead of hiding behind some fake profile, if you are making comments based on your 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 real, a real person, then you're not going to, individuals are not going to write things that they they can't hide behind what they write That's a great point. and therefore i believe it will bring down the nasty rhetoric that we continue to see online with all the bullying the trolling and all the bots that are basically there uh, a good because point. It, when you go on there right now with a lot of these social media platforms it's just disturbing what half the people are willing to write on there
0: now uh, I always ask us for all the new platforms. Privacy is just as another important factor alongside of free expression. Uh, how do you protect uh, users' data on this?
2: Absolutely, we have more encryption, and we will have a future option to pay for usage, so data is totally private and data is not isn't monetized.
0: Great. All right. So you're not selling people's personal profiles. Like uh, actually, that's one of the things Facebook and others do. So, uh, and then when it comes to uh, this became a big issue with. Uh, parlor uh, what are the moderation policies if 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 someone were to do incitement you know criminal incitement do you have a way of protecting against that
2: Oh, absolutely. So um, if you become verified on our platform, you actually will help us with that. So uh, it's, a, it's a community policing. So okay. if, in fact, anyone does anything illegal or criminal on the site, verified users can flag that for our teams and an email will go directly to the individual of saying, hey, um, your post was flagged for because you're doing something illegal. Um, if you would like to defend and say that it is not illegal, you need to verify yourself. Otherwise this will kick you offline, uh, kick that comment offline within 24 hours.
0: Very good. All right. That's good to know. So we got, got all that worked out. What's uh, now you've been in the marketplace, what a couple of months now.
2: Uh, actually we just posted, we just fully did our launch about two and a half weeks ago. Wow.
0: Okay. And so what's been the response? How's been the, the early response for, uh, uh, the early consumers?
2: It's been very good, you know, very exciting. I believe that people right now are looking for new platforms and domains to um, voice no their doubt. concerns and the communities because right now it's just uh, conserves are being canceled everywhere they go
0: and uh as part of this i mean you can browse anywhere you want on the internet are there any unique um, aggregation places where you put news together or you know civic information Uh, is there the ability within this to create communities or feeds for people that that do some form of curation if you wanted to create a new drudge report or a um a new civics uh, report what are the potential long-term uh community options that, that you might be able to build in this new internet, which is so exciting. I love the word, because it it actually, it self-describes its purpose. It's really good. Um, What are are the, down the road, are there some community opportunities here?
2: There's absolutely. We are going to be um, selling domain names very shortly that will not be Censored or deplatformed, like what we saw with ar15.com on GoDaddy. Uh, but we also uh, will be launching in this week a, a town of a platform where you can actually create individual town halls and have discussions and topics about no any topic that you want on there. Because I don't think enough of those go on these days. That's right. Uh, based on all the censorship and deplatforming that we continue to see in council culture. So that's for example, you can create your profiles and create communities on there. We have a news feed that we just placed um, on, when you log on to internet.com that I'm excited about, and you can see where people are commenting and calling out articles or individuals that are writing things that are either skewed one way or inappropriate um, and re- recalibrating and rebalancing what uh, I think the Internet was initially um created to do and it's you know to be able to share you know diverse thoughts and opinions in a community online that feels safe and open and so that is the objective of the new internet and i'm really excited about the opportunities and um how many people have already subscribed and the community which we're building
0: yeah it sounds uh it sounds amazing when you um uh, if we want to stay connected and we want to follow the evolution of this because this is this is more than just an app this is like a big you're basically creating a whole new ecosystem it's really ambitious how do people beyond then go to the Apple store right and then go to the Google Play store get it um, what are other ways that they can learn in real time just what you're doing and support what you're doing
2: Oh, uh, they can download it. They can actually just go to newinternet.com and they can subscribe to our email subscription. We try to send something out every couple of days about all the new and exciting features that are on there and any um, news or podcasts that we happen to be on uh, to keep everybody up to date about what's going on.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. What a great way to do it. And if people want to see these ads, because I was really moved by them. I had to search hard to find them, obviously. But if people want to see the ads and see you know, how historically accurate and compelling they were and and yet they got censored is there a way for them uh, on the new internet to see them are you going to put them up somewhere because i think when people look at these ads and they realize well were they, these were censored what what um uh, it, it really opens your eyes to just how far reaching the censorship was you know i'm i'm pretty proud of you know being pretty uh top of the news i had not heard of this censorship until until you launched the new internet project and when i went back and looked at it i mean, it's two years ago but it's jaw-dropping and so uh is there a place for people to look at these ads and, and uh, get to learn the the really cogent family story that your family lived
2: uh absolutely um it's actually posted currently on youtube but there are some sensors and blocks on it for yeah. whatever reason google has placed on me so not appropriate so for the-
0: children when i looked at it today yes
2: exactly you have to log in um So if you go to thenewinternet.com and you scrolled all the way to the bottom, there is an Our Story uh, tab on there that talks about – that is my profile. And it does talk – and it has a link in there that will take you directly to the the initial ad that got censored and blocked uh, when I ran for Congress and why it is uh, the genesis of why – uh, the new internet started um it's for it's because of stories like that where uh, people are getting censored and blocked it's absolutely ridiculous tech giants should not be able to determine whose voices and what stories live on and so that's why we we want you to, to create the new internet so that people can tell their stories um because the fact that we can just so easily be silenced by these tech giants, it's what's so scary because if it can happen to me just not once or twice, it's actually happened about four times now, wow. um, then this can happen to anyone. So if they scroll down to the bottom of the webpage on the new internet.com, click on our story, then they should be able to find it in there in the middle of the text.
0: Very, very cool. When you look at the big picture, um, uh, where is this censorship cancel culture fight going? I guess there's, you know, there's two approaches or three approaches. One is just damning the darkness, which a lot of people are doing <laughs> plenty of today. And some, some people I talk to feel hopeless. Then there are those that are thinking, well, maybe there's a, a legal remedy to this going to the course. And then there are those like you who uh, appear to be saying, listen, rather than, uh, whine about what's bad, go create something new cuz that's one of the great things you can do in America. It seems like that part of the response is growing every day. This this sort of entrepreneurial, hey, we can build our own universe and and no longer be subject to the the fiefdoms of these tech oligarchs. Is the, which of those three options do you think ultimately will play out as the solution for conservatives?
2: I think that it the solution is going to be okay if we're being canceled and people want to censor us on all these different platforms, let's create the future of what there's going to be people who are going to go with the legal remedies. That's fine. But I do, I truly believe in free markets and capitalism and I, I object to this war on our first amendment rights and our war on our constitution. So I will do whatever is in my power to ensure that these fundamental American values that are paramount to a free society continue to um, flourish, and I'm going to build the new internet with our team, and five years from now, when you and I talk again on your podcast, we're going (laughs) to reflect back on this day that the new internet is a freer, safer, more open place uh, for for our country and society and our world as a whole.
0: I love it. And it's not going to be five years. We're going to have you out much sooner than that too, but we will check <laughs> in on five years. We'll mark this date, but we need to have you back on and, and to share your voice with uh, our our great country, our great listeners, because what you're doing is exactly what, you know, the American entrepreneurial cycle for every crisis and, and frustration that the Americans have endured in 240 years, we always find a solution because the free market allows it. And it sounds like that's why you stepped right into this space and, and did it. I'm I'm incredibly eager to um, to spread the word and and to become a user myself and to uh, begin to grow. And we ought to get just the news in there as well. It sounds like a really great uh, a really great place to be. Elizabeth, I can't thank you enough for for what you're doing for spending the time today and uh, I'm serious. We would love to have you back on. We're uh, we're gonna do some panel discussions with some of the leaders in the entrepreneurial space that are trying to solve this problem right now. And uh, we just love to have you back on and to keep chronicling what what your your great initiative is, is doing every day.
2: I'd be absolutely honored to be on those panels. Just let me know.
0: All right. That sounds great. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got more remarkable guests just ahead.
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You're listening to John Solomon's Best of 2021. Now John speaks with Eric Finman about his invention, the Freedom Phone. This one originally aired July 14th
0: all right folks welcome back from the commercial break and as promised a very special guest on a very special day today the freedom phone has launched across america including on just the news and it is an innovative new privacy protecting censorship free phone something america's been craving for months and the man that has made that all possible eric Finman is joining us now eric welcome to the show
3: thank you so much that was an amazing introduction
0: Well, it's a a true story. It has the benefit of all being true. uh, I can't tell you the number of times in the last couple of years uh, my wife and I have been sitting around and we realize my Apple phone has been tracking me. Look at the the data footprint it's been collecting. Or I I wanted to put that app on there. Won't let me install that app. I have all of these moments where I go nuts. And you have solved all my angst in, in this phone. I've been playing with the Freedom Phone for a couple hours now. It is killer. Tell us how you came about to... Create this product and put it into the marketplace.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad that you liked it. Basically, I I just saw the problem that, you know, they, they say, Oh, well, you know, if, if you don't like getting banned off pretty much every mainstream social media platform, create your own. And, uh, and then, you know, you see, Hey, we created our own with parlor amongst others. Right. And, uh, and then they got banned and all that. And it's, it's, that's terrible. And I think to me, if, if, uh, you know, growing up, and also in my life today, I've always pushed boundaries in what you can say, uh, much to maybe my family's chagrin. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and and if you can't do that, there's a great quote from a former Supreme Court justice. Actually, and he said, "If you lose the right to be different, you lose the privilege to be free." Wow! And I think that
0: what a powerful a statement.
3: Pow- it is a powerful quote, and uh, and so I had to come in. I my background is in Bitcoin, um, and I feel like. Uh, 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 you know, I was able to do very well there, and now I'm kind of dedicating that money and and uh, and quote unquote leaving Silicon Valley. Um, used to live in San Francisco, now I moved to Florida, and uh, and doing the whole thing of basically creating something that is unbannable, that is uncensorable, that isn't reliant on you know the Apple or Google app stores or wherever, um, or or kind of you know left wing um, infrastructure. Um, and yeah, basically build this phone, which has its own app store, which has all the apps your phone normally has, but plus banned ones as well. And we feature, um, apps that promote free speech and promote patriotism. And, uh, and you know, we put a huge focus on privacy features as well. Yeah, more that's so what than really
0: impressed front. me. Such an important thing. You can really lock this phone down so that you know what data is being shared or not shared of yours. And. Uh, mm-hmm. In this world where everybody is collecting data, that that is a reassuring thing, and it's simple. It takes two minutes mm-hmm. to figure out you know, how to lock your phone down in a way that Big Brother or uh, Big Tech can't uh, suck up your data without your permission. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that has been one of the early arguments as conservatives have tried to cut their own path in the tech world is sometimes we've had to settle for less than best technology, but you really created... A phone that has you know premier technology from the camera to the device to the touchscreen to uh, the the privacy protections which we have just mentioned that which I really love to me that's one of the amazing things about it. Uh, there's no downgrade, and you can pick any phone service provider you want. You want AT and T, you want Verizon, you put the chip in the and the phone you want, and you're off and running. How'd you do that? Yeah. Because a lot of times we've had to settle. Like you know we had problems with Parler for a while. Well, some of the other ventures had some early bumps, but you came out of the gate with something that is as good as anything Apple and Google have in the marketplace today.
3: Well, thank you, yeah, I mean that's that was the goal is, is in a sense don't you don't have to downgrade in the sense that we can make things that are you know hopefully one day altogether we have a whole you know alternative tech or alt tech movement that I think is growing growing where you know we're creating things that are even uh even even better than than what the kind of the left and the anti free speech people have to offer because you know we're smarter we're better and and we can do it and all we have to do is just put our minds and our creativity to it
0: well and also that that quote you just mentioned from the supreme court justice we do have to defend our right to be different to take different positions and not be um, uh, homogenous in america where we give up all the freedom we have and this phone allows that all the apps on it are that are pre-installed are all you know apps that uh, subscribe to freedom of speech which is so important the quality's great. You built this on an Android platform, right?
3: Yeah, um, so we built it on top of uh, Android so that way you can have all the apps that you have, but we, Hillary Clinton acid washed all the Google stuff out um, and, and really went top to bottom. It was a dirty job, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but we got rid of all that junk out. That way, because we wanted you to be able to still run on um, traditional apps, like if you have a banking app, sure. if you have uh, ADT security or whatever, and all that plus had the banned ones as well. So we just went in there, you know, like fumigators and went into that and completely, you know, redid it from the ground up. Um, but, you know, kind of similar, similar feel. Um, and uh, and then you can run all the apps that would normally run on, you know, a traditional Android phone. So that, that's great. And I'm glad we did that and, and baked in all those security features in there.
0: Yeah, no, it has, you know, I've said it to some people uh, that it has like the the best of Apple and Google phones combined into one, but with all the privacy and censorship free capabilities that have never, that have always been lacking on their platforms. It really is a remarkable, uh, remarkable thing. So let's start off here. We're going to shock the audience right now, but let's have a little fun. If they haven't Googled you yet, or if they haven't heard your story, just remind folks, how old are you?
3: Uh, I'm an old man. I'm 22 years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have your own cell phone company, but that's not even your first success. So um, a half of your life ago when you were like 12 years old, walk us through how you became a businessman, an entrepreneur, because it to me, it's one of the most inspiring stories I've heard in the last the last uh, couple of decades. You are truly an American uh, uh, tale of, of what we can do in a free market with uh, enterprise. You're age 12. What happens in, in your home one day?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, my, uh, I grew up in, in Idaho, North Idaho, um, and uh, Coeur d'Alene, if anyone knows where that is. Sure. area. And, uh, and then, yeah, my older brother, he brought me uh, to this protest, um, told me about this protest back there, and uh, we ended up flying all the way to, uh, uh, to Washington, D.C., and, um, and then we went, when I was 12 years old, that was the first time I'd ever been, and it was uh, actually an Adam Kokesh protest because it was the uh, Ron Paul
0: that's right. The yeah, the Fed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. And uh, and then so my other brother was part of the Ron Paul Revolution, and, and he was bringing me, kind of letting me tag along. And then yeah, he was uh, Adam Kokesh was arrested for for dancing at the Jefferson Memorial because technically that's illegal, and they body slammed them, and we went to go protest that. Um and uh and then, you know, ended up being a crazy protest. They had police and a modern a day footloose movie, movie right? A, a modern day footloose movie, I was <laughs> make a joke. And then yeah, and then, you know, kind of uh Obama had, you know, the DC security, you know, Black Hawk helicopter circling. It was pretty bad. And uh anyways, we ended up running from those people at some point at the end of it, and then some guy had this uh this t shirt on and it had this big orange B that looked like a dollar sign, and I was like, you know, what's that? And then he said, "It's it's he was kind of a little bit of a hippie, libertarian hippie." And he was like, uh, "He was like, hey man, it's it's Bitcoin, man. It's gonna end. Uh, it's gonna end, you know, Wall Street or whatever. It's gonna it's gonna change the world." And he was saying all that, and he like ran off after that. And uh and then yeah, and then me and my old brother was went planted, back home huh? and, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we went back home, and and we ended up looking up Bitcoin, and just felt, wow, this you know this isn't just some this crazy guy um, it uh, seemed like a really cool project, and we got into it. My grandmother had given me um, her gra- as her grandson a thousand dollars for for um, uh, my scholarship fund because she thought she was actually going to pass away um, thankfully actually you now my only living grandparent um, which is great she's that's how awesome you know, yeah. that and um, I tried to give it back, but anyways, I did not put it um, that into uh, into into any scholarship stuff, I ended up putting that into Bitcoin. Um, my brother helped me sneak it out, and uh, and we didn't tell my parents. And ended up putting it into Bitcoin. And I just, you know, some kids had video games, some kids had uh, had sports. Bitcoin was my thing growing up, and I just spent every day trying to game it and get more and more and more. And you know, and then eventually I had 15. I, you know, I could get into the whole story, but 15 dropped out of high school and used some of that money, that Bitcoin money I had, it was about a hundred thousand dollars at that point to launch a startup. And um, at 15, and I moved to Palo Alto, Silicon Valley, um, and uh, ended up selling that company. And you know, and it was a big, big story, and a big, big success. And and I was, you know, very well liked, and and uh, and maybe other than today, you know, um, you know, <laughs> I was pretty much well liked by Silicon Valley up until today. But you know, I had to leave and do this project because it was so important.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and challenging the norms is a lot of what you've been doing. I mean, we're we're in an era where we've had the currency in America for. Uh, 200 and nearly 245 years. And um, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, is you know the disruptor. It's the next generation. And you know it's going to be important because China has made it a national declaration that they're going to create their own cryptocurrency Bitcoin market. And so you've been at the forefront of disrupting the financial markets. Talk a little bit why after you you know after the guy runs off, the cryptocurrency t-shirt guy runs off and you get it, why is cryptocurrency so important to the future economic system of America? And mm-hmm. uh, then why it, it frees entrepreneurs like you to do things like start a cell phone company when you're up against the giants of Ericsson and Apple and Google um, it's a two-step thing. There's an innovation cycle to it, which is really liberating. But also, uh, there's a futurism to how you see commerce in the world occurring. And, and why did cryptocurrency, a lot of people have heard of it, like, well, I don't know what it is. I hear about it. I heard these things, Bitcoins. What is it and how does it relate to the future of the world?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, what I love about cryptocurrency. I mean, people go, oh, what is the use of cryptocurrency? And I used to say in third world countries, well, hey, governments and uh, and companies, they... They, they work together to, to ban people in these third world countries from, you know, being able to have money and seizing their money. Um, but then that's no longer in third world countries. That's actually in the U.S. now. I mean, you see, you know, some some uh, 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 Republican influencers or or, or or people, they end up losing access to their banking. You know, sure. it's crazy. Real and life it's just,
0: stories in the last year. We've seen them.
3: Exactly. And there's and it's just becoming more and more and more where you get banned from payment processing, you get banned um, from banking. Um, it's not just social media, folks. It's like, literally, you know, like you're, you're at risk of getting banned from your bank. I mean, they won't loan to you, you know, they won't. Uh, and yeah, I mean, not just that, they'll just send you, Chase Bank will send you a letter and be like, hey, we're no longer going to be, a, you know, being your banking provider, you know, please get your money out ASAP. But then, you know, everybody else won't take you either. If Chase Bank won't take you. And uh, and that's what's so beautiful about cryptocurrency is, is that you can send money anywhere in the earth um, and it'll get there, you know, in less than 10 minutes. if not sooner. You know, it has a security
0: uh, and encryption to it. That's very cool. Right. It can't be taken from you. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It can't be taken from you and all that, because that's also what happens. I see some Republican influencers, you know, and you can say, wow, they're a little radical, whatever, whatever. Um, don't have to agree with them, but they get their bank, their money seized. Um, and all that, and it's and with no recourse um, other than maybe a, a five ten year legal bureaucratic process, but you don't right. have any money to pay a lawyer. Yeah, exactly're so you you're, you're, you're gonna spend yeah. all
0: the lawyer fees to get back the money you are owed.
3: Exactly. and Russia and China actually has seen it's actually pretty sick of the they're showing their hands to the elites in this country by just you know ban, banning patriots and, and and you know red-blooded Americans from their banking because Russia and China, the U.S. has no problem, you know, basically using their kind of, you know, they're the main banks of the world are in the U.S. Um, for the most part. And uh, Russia and China, they are creating their own alternative, not just crypto, but their own, uh, uh, you know, uh, swift uh, right. thing, which is how you send international payments. Right. Um, and they're creating their own technologies completely not really because they see what they're doing to just patriots. And not that they're, you know, the most moral people by any means, but it's just a it's just a waste for the U.S. to basically, you know, blow their load on on uh, uh, their hands on on, uh, these uh, on good people because it it risks, you know, these power dynamics in the rest of the world. crazy.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting in, in your early work, one of the places you focused on is Africa, right? Uh, because yeah. there are despots there. there are, there's theft and, and, and con men all around. Uh, and okay. then, you know, it's the continent that always gets abused by some other superpower. Uh, talk a little bit about what you've been able to do with metal and now mm-hmm. Yellow Card, uh, which are two products that you've you've helped incubate. Uh, talk a little bit about what it does for a continent like not only America, but obviously we can see the value here. But what does it do to a continent like Africa that has, uh, you know, had so many challenges in in the uh, currency markets?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, MetalPay is a great crypto company. You should go download their app. It's a really easy way to um, buy and sell crypto, and and we're going to be uh, putting that on the phone as well um, because it's a, it's kind of a company I invested in and uh, and have been hugely involved with and spreading the word and we built that company up to such a such a great level and and then the the, the main guy there does a just such a great wonderful job go download their app metal pay if you want to get into crypto super easily um and then yeah one of the companies that that metal pay invested in kind of like a russian doll there is yellow card and then uh and yellow card is a uh is a fantastic company you know trying to bring uh uh, you know, I think it's I think it's the largest now, it just surpassed recently, I think, is now the largest crypto exchange in all of Africa. Yep. And provides such a great way for um people to uh buy Bitcoin, especially in Africa, you know, where, where they don't really have stable currencies. So that's one of the companies that, that I invest in metal and then metal invested in yellow cards. So they're both really great companies. Wow.
0: And really having a global impact already. You were 19 or 20, and you're up on Capitol Hill and you're helping introduce the Cryptocurrency Act of 2020 and push that along. What was that like to go from citizen, investor, entrepreneur to, I don't want to say lobbyist, that's a bad choice of words, but advocate on Capitol Hill to get- Citizen advocate. Citizen advocate. Yeah, citizen Um, advocate trying to get a framework for, you know, so that there's a regulatory framework for this incredible new market you're helping build. What was that like?
3: Yeah, well lobbyists, that means you're getting paid. That's right. Paid. No one was paid. you <laughs> <laughs> Um and all that. So it's I was going up against a lot of people that were getting getting paid. I bet. Um yeah, so the cryptocurrency act of twenty twenty is a bill that was introduced and uh and it was basically to uh uh create a really good set of of rules in the crypto space so that way anyone can start their own company. Like with Metal Pay, um, and I'll touch on that lightly again, it's uh uh, it takes millions of dollars of legal fees to start a crypto company in the U.S. because the laws that they make are so outdated, uh, or the laws that they apply to crypto are so old and even go back to like the old Wild West days when you were, you know, sending money on a on a wagon across the country. And uh, some of those laws are now applying to cryptocurrency and it uh, takes millions of dollars legal fees and then doesn't matter. You can never be 100% sure you're okay. Um, and that was one of the uh the, the goals of the bills just to make it so hey, you can be like Steve Jobs or Michael Dell and start a a a company in your dorm room or your garage. And uh and but right now in the crypto space, I've been fortunate enough um and uh and, and other people have been fortunate enough in a sense I've been able to make good money on crypto. Right. So I can start companies like this with this money, but uh, and pay these these legal fees. But the goal of that bills through that, and yeah, that's still going through the Going through the motions, and I hope I hope it ends up getting passed. And I hope uh, you know when uh, Republicans win mid- midterms, I think it'll definitely pass.
0: Yeah, and you and you you um, you're a free market libertarian guy, right? I think when you look oh, at yeah. the world, that is your that is your sweet spot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, people have talked about the gold standard, the declining value of the dollar, uh, growing debt in America. Just where does Bitcoin slash cryptocurrency fit in the economic security of America going forward? As our debt goes up, you know, we're going to hit 30 trillion probably the end of this year, which is almost an unthinkable number. Um, Mm -hmm. What makes cryptocurrency a stronger alternative to a weak dollar?
3: Well, um, like people actually, if you go back to the history of currencies before Bitcoin, there's actually this thing called Liberty Dollar which some people might remember back in the mid 2000s i do remember that yeah oh that's a flashback then yeah i I still have the the, we accept liberty dollar sign um, oh that's funny actually so if you were a small business that you could take it but i think that guy got put in jail right i I believe that's right yeah yeah i mean that's why bitcoin that was before bitcoin and that's why bitcoin uh was eventually like people go oh why is you know, why, how is Bitcoin unbannable? Because, you know, the te- technology that Bitcoin is based off of is blockchain, and blockchain is unbannable, right. and that's the point of it. And the yeah, founder yeah. of Bitcoin is anonymous, because back in the day when people were trying to solve the tr- start alternative currencies, the, the federal government would just throw you in jail. And that's why Bitcoin was basically born out of the financial crisis and born out of anyone who started a, a, a centralized currency alternative were put in prison. And, uh, and then I, yeah, I think they probably seized his money, you know, yeah. he had silver and gold because that's right. That's what he
0: had. Off. Yep.
3: Yeah. And uh, and all that. So, I mean, what's beautiful about Bitcoin is that, you know, you can take your wealth with you on a USB stick and they can't just seize it or, or go into your, your storage and take your take your gold um, or whatever. Bitcoin is uh, as long as you keep that USB stick. And even if they take the USB stick, you can have a couple codes that you memorize in your head and can get your Bitcoin. Um, that way, even if they seize your USB stick, if they find that, and that's a beautiful thing. So that's why I like Bitcoin almost a little bit better than gold, although I'm very supportive of gold um, and silver. And I think people should get into that. Um, I've gotten into that. But but what's beautiful is, you know, they can't raid your Bitcoin, which is a, a huge plus and why yeah. I'm very supportive.
0: That encryption really, really makes it uh, uh, locked in a way that we haven't seen in, in any other mm-hmm. form of currency in history. As you look out, if you're, it's 2040 in America, uh, hopefully we're going strong still, uh, what is the currency uh, in buying market look like? If I'm someone going to the store, I'm going to go to Walmart, or I'm going to pick up my coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, how am I paying in 2040?
3: I think uh, to go on a, a, a macro scale, I think that's hard to say in 2040, because I think the 2020s are the defining decade for the United States. China says by the end of the 2020s that they want to overtake the U.S. to be right. the largest economy. Um, you see now that a, a third of all U.S. dollars has been printed in the last 12 months or something like that. And uh, and I think the you know Russia and China they're both you know posturing their militaries, particularly China, um, because you know they they feel that the U.S. kind of you know the U.S. as a power structure is pretty much the ultimate superpower is on life support. And uh, and as you know, I, I 100% agree with that. And a lot of people uh, like felt that and said that, and I said that, you know, back in the Obama era. But especially now, and it's and it's just they're just so they're so weak. Uh, the you know the kind of the U.S. elite power structures are just so weak right now. Um, it all depends, I think, what we do in this decade. I mean, yeah, I think I think the U.S. would be very smart for the U.S. upgrade their dollar to be like a U.S. digital dollar, and I think that would be a great way that. People paying things in the 20, in, in like 2040. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think all, all kind of nation currencies are going to be uh, like, you know, fiat currencies, nation-backed currencies are going to be based off cryptocurrencies. So it might not be Bitcoin, although maybe you could use that in, in 2040. I'm sure people will accept it. But I think that, you know, you'll have uh, uh, what China and Russia and the U.S. is even talking about doing, which is upgrading these nation country currencies. Uh, to be actually cryptocurrencies themselves because they're such a, it's just such a technological upgrade that I think yeah. it's, it's necessary. And I hope the U.S. still remains using, uh, you know, being being the ultimate power and I hope being in a good way, you know, hopefully not, not, not abusing that in the way that they're doing to their own people right now.
0: Yeah, such an important topic that we need to stay focused on too, all the things going on with the Uyghurs and other things in China people listening to you say well this guy is really smart he's really learned it. he's traveled the world which you have uh tell us about i don't the, know if
3: my brothers would say I'm, I'm super smart don't tell them that or tell them <laughs> well, that, actually.
0: my them brother still know. doesn't think i'm smart and i've been trying to convince him for 30 years so <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a process. yes it is it is a lifelong process but you know you 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 have a lot of experiences that most 20 21 year olds don't even have you understand the world you're, you're very uh, engaged in politics and in history. You understand all these things. Tell me about the deal you made with your parents to get out of school.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, one of the deals of dropping out of high school to start my own business was I had a million-dollar bet with my parents. that. Uh, Jeez, uh, that's a big bet. <laughs> that's a big bet that I said, um, if they said, well, you can leave school now, work on your business, um, but, you know, the goal of school is to set you up for a good career. So you have to, uh, uh, if you don't make a million dollars by the time you're 18, you know, you got to go back to school. You know, got to go to, got to right. go back to school and and uh, and go to college and and do all that. And I think that's a great option for a lot of people. But for me, I I did not like it. I did not fit in. Um, I was always a, a a rebel rouser and and or sometimes just quiet and not really enjoying it. But yeah, I mean, but I was I'm pleased to say I won that bet. Um and uh, and yeah, made a million dollars. Um by the time I was eighteen. From uh, my Bitcoin trades and selling my company and putting all that money back into Bitcoin, right? And uh, yeah, and that that gave me the uh, the claim to fame um, that people annoyingly sometimes call me as the youngest Bitcoin millionaire, which is you know very cool.
0: And, that is a great uh, title to have. Absolutely,
3: <laughs> it's a great title. Well, yeah. now it's the, it's the Freedom Phone founder now, so that's, that's, that's the new title.
0: I know that's going to be the one you're most proud of. Uh, I am. Uh, as you look out now. And you you see what you've accomplished, and I know we were talking offline in uh, when we met the first time, and you talked about how important it was to uh, empower people to become entrepreneurs and innovators because everything in the world today you have to have a million or more to get started in anything. Cryptocurrency has the ability and, and what you've created and you've demonstrated with yourself is the ability to create a new entry point in for innovators and, and disruptors in the, in the innovator cycle. How important has that been to prove your concept yourself? I mean, you're living proof, uh, but you've, you've now opened up a whole new generation potentially of, of Steve Jobs and Eric Finmans and Bill Gates and others because of how you envision this. Uh, what does that feel like at this moment? Yeah, I mean,
3: that feels, you know, it feels good. I mean, to me, I feel on a personal level feel, feels good. But yeah, you know, the beauty of the internet and cryptocurrency that in my opinion, I feel like they're trying to take away because people that are, you know, aberrations to the norm. And there's so, so many, so much more than we thought, in my opinion, Gen Z, you know, it's got its problems. But I think that there's so many more of these kind of aberrations to the to the, to the past, gen, you know, kind of the the past thoughts of 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 you know oh this generation is is uh, is just they can do so much they've got so many tools they've got you know you've got unlimited tools you've got the whole world you've got the ability to educate yourself right. even better which is why you know you know the statistics tell us the data tells us that Gen Z is the most um you know lean right leaning generation in a long time much more so than the millennials and uh, and I think you know there's that but I feel like that is what these elite power structures in the United States are trying to take away because the right to be different, the right to have your own voice. And, and then because, you know, free speech has unfortunately almost become a political phrase. Yeah. But like, what does that really True. mean? It, it means the ability and power to have a voice on like, you know, what, what if they had censored, you know, Abraham Lincoln, you know, if you had social media back then, yeah. you know, what if they had censored these, these uh, you know, Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall speech? You know, what, you know, imagine the, the, the like, it, it, I just feel such a loss. Um, that they're just trying to take away people's ability to have a voice and what is that doing to you know what is that doing to our kids you know I guess I'm, I'm still might be in borderline in that category but I mean that's that's the most powerful tool that we all have is our right to have a voice and and that's why I feel so motivated to do this phone is you know they can ban software but hardware with its own uncensorable app store and privacy you know, uh, one of the, one of the cheesy marketing lines that, you know, we say is, you know, the, the freedom phone, finally a phone that won't put your voice on silent, which is How a little cheesy, that? but it's
0: true. It it's is true. No, that's a great way of describing its mission. That title, now that you have freedom phone founder, it's day one. Mm-hmm. When you look out a year or two years from now, uh, uh, there's a way to define success from a business standpoint. And you, you have your, you know, you'll have your P and you'll know what you want to accomplish. But mm-hmm. from uh, the point of being an American is someone who wants to disrupt this move towards censorship and cancel culture and silencing of any voice that isn't uh, in line with the current elitist. What is the hope that this you have for this product in changing that dynamic?
3: Look at what we did in 2016 before they caught on to how powerful free speech is. And I think if we get back to that, But in a place where it's our own platform so we can push out narratives that promote free speech and promote freedom and promote, uh, you know, just good values, I think it's unstoppable because with this phone, my goal is not to sell. People have been coming up to me and they're like, oh, well, why don't you just make like the phone is, you know, if you see all the preloaded apps, it's. You know, right. Newsmax, OENN, you know, it's very, you know, just the news. That's the best one, right? Um,
0: I hope so. <laughs> I think so.
3: <laughs> that's, that's the best app. And, yeah. um, and it comes preloaded with these patriots. People have been coming to me, why don't you just focus on the security and the right. privacy, which is great. But they say, why do you have to make it so conservative centric? And I was like, well, my, my market, no more or less is the 75 million people That that you know voted you know in 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 my opinion in a very patriotic way in in a way that is the right direction for this country because if I if I made it less conservative centric I would have to compromise on what the ultimate vision and purpose of this phone is which is to get get people you know get people out there and expanding and and get people the truth that's the real goal and I think uh, uh you know if it was just security encryption centric I wouldn't be able to get people the truth the same way. So that, that is the real goal. That is the, you know, so in five years, I hope that all 75 million people, 75 million people have this phone in their pockets. And that's great from a business point of view, obviously, but, but 75 million people that can get truth and can get, uh, can speak freely and, and, you know, hopefully even more. Um, and, uh, but that, that is the real goal of this phone is to have everybody, if they want it, they can speak freely.
0: Uh, you can pick it up all over our site at JustSeduce.com. We have it advertised everywhere. We want you to check this phone out. I love this phone. I'm addicted to it. It is my phone in the future. Eric, other ways that people can find the phone and, and, and follow you, because you're not only an entrepreneur, you also have a lot of important political wisdom to part, How do people stay in touch with you?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you can check out freedomphone.com, obviously. But yeah, my Twitter is just my name, Eric Finman, E-R-I-K f-i-n-m-a-n and that's just the same username on every social media network so you can find that find me on parlor find me on cloud hub with that you know you can do uh, any social media network i'm at eric finman so twitter cloud hub whatever at eric finman
0: pretty simple pretty easy and uh, what a what a path you've already blazed in your young life eric it's really amazing I, getting to know you is inspiring and i think you know listen if if you're listening today and you're inspired by what Eric has talked about. You share the vision he has. It's really simple. Get on the website, grab a phone today, show your colors. show your uh, commitment to free speech, to privacy, to having different voices so that we can have that freedom forever and ever. It's an easy investment and it's one you won't regret. Eric, I can't thank you enough. And I got to tell you, I'm learning so much. We got to have you back on the show. We, we love having smart people that open up windows of thought for us. And I'd love to get you back on here pretty soon.
3: Well, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Welcome back. You've been listening to John Solomon's Best of 2021. This whole week, we'll be flashing back together with a few of the most popular interviews of the year and highlighting amazing heroes who are making a difference in the world. Tomorrow, we'll be featuring heroes that are making a difference by bringing their products right to your door. Then coming up on Friday, we remember John's interview with former President Trump. Thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News.
0: Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite.